0: Time Spouse Podcast and today is Ask an Expert with Deidre Kindred. Welcome! Hi everyone, I'm excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. I've known Deidre for a little over a year. We met when I presented at A Million Cups. It seems like a million years ago, right? I know. Yeah, it was just last year. Yeah. It seems That's like it was two years ago. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've only been involved in A Million Cups for about a year. And um, she was one of the organizers in the Fort Worth area. And she was starting her business, um, Your Nurse Advocates. And uh, we talked a little bit about that when I was there. And then about a year ago, we went to a summit together. I guess it's been like amazing 10 months ago. And uh, we became really closer there I hung out with her the whole time and her friend so uh it was amazing welcome welcome I'm so excited to have you on our show
1: yay yay I'm so happy to be here super excited
0: so tell us your story how did you end up starting your
1: own business Your Nurse Advocates well, first of all, I have to say uh, entrepreneurship is in my DNA. I kid you not. I grew up in a single parent home. It was four of us and my mom always instilled in us that go to college, get a great career, you know, but always have your plan A, B and C. So I believe in multiple streams of income, but I also believe in finding your purpose and your passion. And I've been a nurse for about 20 years. And I have had the pleasure of being able to be in several different aspects of nursing. huh. So my background is cardiovascular intensive care. So I spent about 16 years um, helping people recover from cardiovascular heart surgery. Um, anything to do with the heart, lungs, or kidneys. So working in the hospital was a joy. And also it was not so much of a joy because I always felt that the hospital system does not really educate you on your full medical journey, meaning body, mind, spirit, uh, emotional. What is going on with your medical journey? Basically, what we do is we treat you and we treat you. I've also done home health, and that gave me another aspect or side of healthcare. where as a home health nurse, I'm in your home maybe for an hour, and then I'm out because I have to go to the next client, and you're left with questions. But we don't have time. We, we move too fast, right? Uh-huh. And then my uh, third, as well, other aspect is legal nurse consulting. So I help attorneys look at medical records to find out what's not there, what should be there, if they, if they have a medical malpractice lawsuit uh-huh. that's going to be you know able to be liable. And fourthly, I also do um, home health nursing where my people – are immunocompromised, meaning that they may have an autoimmune disease that they would not be able to get any cold, flu, God forbid, COVID, Uh so I do IVIG infusions in the home. So all that to say, I have a passion for making sure people are educated on their healthcare journey, and it's individualized. That's the professional reason for starting Your Nurse Advocates. The personal reason is because around the age of 50, my mom started developing some symptoms of Parkinson's and MS. Now both of those disease processes can have similar symptoms, but they're treated totally different on aspects of uh, medicine. So it was very frustrating because it took about 18 months to figure out, it was back and forth to the doctor, this test. That test. Pick mom up. Argue with mom. Take her to the doctor. Wait on the doctor. Doctor comes in. They're in there about five minutes. They're out, and you're like, I had questions. Yeah. But they had to move around, so you can forget some things sometimes. And so, being a cardiovascular nurse, I had to go and re-educate myself on neurological disease processes. Uh huh. In addition, she also had colon cancer. So she had an oncologist, a neurologist, a pulmonologist, she had asthma also. So that's MS, Parkinson's, dementia related to Parkinson's, colon cancer, and asthma, where her asthma was so bad that she had to uh, go into the doctors once or twice a month, especially during this time of year, and get allergy injections. So imagine that all that stress and confusion because the doctors don't have time to talk to one another. Uh Even if they're in the same health system, they don't have time to talk to one another lots of times. So I said, what if there could be a nurse or an advocate that could go with my mom, my loved one on my behalf, sit in that doctor's visit, converse with that doctor, answer questions that pertain individually to my mom, and give me that information back so I don't have to take time off of work, or let me correct that, beg to take time off of work Uh and explain why I'm taking time off of work. Yeah. That's a three and a half at minimum time away from whatever schedule you may have, your husband, your kids, your business, your job, your career, whatever it is, and then you still really don't really understand how all is pieced together. So that's why I started Your Nurse Advocates. We're educators, advocators, and navigators. So our goal is to make sure you really understand you are your loved one's healthcare journey and to be that gap filler, so to speak. Yeah.
0: So, my mama is an RN, and my dad's an RN, too. So, they're retired now, but they were both in the healthcare systems. And I remember when my grandma was in the hospital, that my mama would always have her daddy there because you need an advocate with you, especially in the hospital, but in the doctor's office, right? Because right. the doctor sometimes, uh, and nurses too, that they, they use their medical uh, verbiage and common folk like me don't understand it, right? Uh, they need somebody to explain microinvasive and invasive are two totally different things right Right. so it is so important to have an advocate for doctor's offices or even when they're in the hospital um and i mean my mama taught me that from a very very young age so even my girls they're 17 and 20 now i still go with them to their doctor's appointments and they 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 always say do you want your mom in the room and the girls are like
1: yes because it was (laughs) being in us from my mama well, I explain it to people like this, too, because I get so many people say, I don't want her to know any of my business. You know, that's yeah. not my kid's business or, or anything like that. But I explain it like this. Say you're going to a different country. Uh-huh. Right. And you want to take that friend or that buddy with you because guess what? They're going to see or hear something that you didn't hear because everybody has a different aspect on what they just heard, yep. and then half the time, you only retain about 10 to 15% of what you heard, unless you're diligently taking notes, and so even then, you may miss something, especially if you're by yourself. So especially during this new norm that we're in, so it's pertinent that you take a buddy. That buddy is your advocate. Exactly. You said people only get 10 to
0: 15% of what they hear from the doctor, right? And the doctor has to say it quick. I was on an interview a couple of months ago and I was talking uh, uh, to a friend that she she had some issues and she said, "I just felt like the doctor was rushed when he came in to talk to me." And I said, "Well, they they got 15-minute blocks and they're backed up. And they're behind, so they've got to rush through it. Not that they're bad, it's just they are busy and they have to get on to the next thing because it's not like 20, 30 years ago when we used to go to our local doctor in rural Missouri, right, where they had the time to spend with us. They don't have the time because they've got to get through it or they won't have a job. They've
1: got to bill so many hours, right? Right, right. And that that's another subject that insurance companies basically, you know, require them you know, to see X amount of patients in that eight hour time period. And that's just like astronomically impossible. Yeah. And to really be able to sit with you and talk with you, they they don't have the time. Now there are a few physicians out there that will, um, because they are making the time now, they really wanna care for people like they want, that's yep. what the reason they went into medicine. But some doctors are so stressed because insurance companies' requirements. You know, how yeah. can you see 30 to 40 people in an eight hour time period and be able to effectively? So I blame a lot of insurance companies. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that's another subject. But uh, yes, so our goal is to make sure not only that we educate you as a consumer in healthcare, but also we help the physicians out too and the other healthcare workers to decrease that strain, because if you have someone that's that gap, communication gap filler, oh my goodness, that's empowerment. Yeah, that is
0: amazing. Like you said, you're helping the doctor. Sometimes you're going in there probably with patients that have some cognitive issues going on, right? And you can explain it a little bit better um, or
1: explain to the patient what the doctor's really wanting. Yes, on their level. So yeah. it's, uh, it's amazing because there are some physicians that talk and nurses, you're right, that talk up here and you're yep. like, well, what did you just say? Um, and if I can explain it to you on a level that's like, oh, okay, I get it. Now I know the reason to take my medicine. Yep. You know, or now I understand. They're not just, you know, just telling me to do something just because they just didn't have the time to explain it. So that's what we do at Your Nurse Advocates. So um, it's so many aspects because it's it's such a different world too now that we live in. I'm glad you mentioned hospital and doctor's visits Um, because now that COVID has hit us, it's kind of hard. Everybody has these different rules and, you know, expectations and a lot of people are saying, Oh, I'm not going to go to the doctor right now. I'm going to get COVID or I'm not going to go into the hospital. I'm having chest pain, but I'm not. I don't want to get COVID and I'm not going. Please, please, please don't ignore that. Go ahead and go into the doctor's uh, office. Make that appointment where it's virtual. Some doctors are doing virtual appointments. Yeah. Um, If you have to go into the hospital, uh, there's many things that you can do um, to work with the healthcare team. Uh, When your loved one is in the hospital. So don't ignore these things that we need to regularly do um, annually or in emergency situations.
0: Yeah, you still need to go and get your um, annual checkups. You still need to go and get your screenings at the right ages, right? Those diseases are not taking a break because of COVID.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And... um, it's so funny too, Christy, because it's like when COVID came up upon the scene, everybody was like, COVID, COVID, COVID. But there are many other, I guarantee you, <laughs> things we got to worry about in addition to just COVID. Yeah. And so it all starts with being in charge of your medical journey. And those annual appointments, not only are they important, but it's also very important to document and keep track of what happened during that appointment. Because the doctors don't have a crystal ball where they can say, oh, well, this is going to happen or this has happened. We got to take responsibility and educate the doctor on, hey, a couple months ago, mom was falling a lot. Yeah. Or she stopped taking her medicine because she felt bad. OK, so how are we documenting that? Because I guarantee you half the medications a lot of people are on they've probably been on it for years but who's evaluating if you still need to be on that medication
0: that's a great point a lot of people don't think about that kind of stuff right especially if they've had love to educate on that (laughs) yeah especially if you've had a major you know weight loss weight gain uh that kind of stuff do do people get immune to medications oh my
1: goodness yes the body is something of amazement because you could be doing something for years and then all of a sudden your body says boom i don't want to do that anymore yeah (laughs) i don't want to take that anymore i'm not going to tolerate this anymore (laughs) and you're like what i've been doing this for years so the environment has so much to do with it, so many things. But it's good to be able to have a system that you're keeping up with your own health changes or these little minute things that we think, oh, that's nothing. It could really add up to be something. But documenting that so you can discuss it with your doctor at your annual visit. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Uh-huh. And being able to see if there needs to be a change or an adjustment or before you give me a pill, how about we get develop a three month plan that I'm going to change a little, do some minor changes in my diet or maybe start exercising a little bit more or whatever it may be that you can say, okay, before we start this pill, let me make these changes document how these changes affect me come back and we may not even need the pill
0: that would be amazing yes. yeah <laughs> so how have doctors
1: visits changed because of covid oh that's a great question so Doctor's business have changed because a lot of them are, some of them are doing virtual and then some of them are uh-huh. not. They're doing in-person. I prefer the in-person because when you can lay your eyes on someone and their body language and you kinda, you know, you can assess better. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them call before and see what their policy is because everyone is not under the same policy, just like no state is under the same policy. So I went to a physician's visit with my client last week, I believe. They allowed one person in the room and it was great because I heard things the client didn't hear. And I was able to remind the client, Oh, remember we wanted to ask the doctor about this. Uh-huh. Because you get you forget. You get you get in there, you get flustered, you know, your blood pressure goes up, and then they start talking about Oh, your blood pressure's up. And you're like, oh, my blood pressure, you know, of course it's going to be up. (laughs) Yeah. So um, being able to be that second set of eyes and ears to help fill that communication gap. Because the doctor, if you don't tell them something, they're not going to address it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that going to the hospital has
0: changed a little bit too. A friend of mine's grandmother got really sick and it's not like everybody can come in and visit them anymore. No. How's it
1: changed? Oh my goodness, so every, like I said, the uh, doctors are doing different things and some hospitals are doing different things. So I know one hospital, they said nobody can come in. Wow. Point blank, nobody.
0: My and gosh. then another
1: hospital said one person per day can come in. My God! So even when I worked in the hospital before COVID, and I worked in the ICU, and you got these family members—you got Johnny, Carol, Diane, and Richard—they all love their mom.
0: Yeah.
1: But if the staff is on the phone with Johnny, Carol, Diane, and Richard yep. throughout the day, they're not caring for your mom. So I would always say designate one person that's gonna be that communication gap filler for everybody. Uh-huh. Because your perception is your reality. So if I hear something like blood clot, I automatically go to stroke, da 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 da, yeah. you know, things like that. Somebody else may go to, oh, it's just a little bitty where your blood coagulated around your incision. So it's like yeah. have that one person, whether it's your advocate, or your um, sister, brother, or somebody who is willing to be that information gap filler. Just one person, and that person can iterate the information to everyone. My sister's in the hospital right now, that hospital's not letting nobody in. They'll let you call, so there's other things that you can work out that that one person calls at a certain time during the day. Uh So there's always things, ways that you can work, but you just, it's just picking up the phone and calling the doctor's office or the hospital saying, okay, what's your policy because of COVID?
0: Do you think after COVID eases up, do you think that they're going to change their policies back or or do you think it's going to you know, stay? And
1: that's such a hard question because COVID is still teaching us a lot of lessons. <laughs> um, so It's been a character was, building year. Oh man, I think it's gonna be, you know, kind of like what we're getting used to now. I think it's gonna be the new norm and I think people still after COVID, they're still not gonna know, okay, do we go back? Do we not go back? If we go back and then the numbers go up again, then we gotta go back, you know? So I think that moving forward is gonna be a different world. It's gonna be more restrictions. I think this is gonna be here for a while when even when COVID is gone, because like I said, there's more than COVID, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I just think it's gonna change our way of thinking, our way of operating and our way of uh, living. Yeah,
0: so you said to get prepared for the doctor's visits. How can I prepare for a doctor's visit for my kiddos or my mom? How can I get ready for that?
1: Oh, that is so key because lots of people have a priority of problems, right? Uh-huh. sometimes when you go into the doctors, you don't want them to bombard you. Well, you got diabetes, you got heart failure, you got this, this, this. Okay, so I always tell people to sit down prior to your doctor's visit and think of three questions that you're gonna focus in on asking your doctor because his time is, is limited, your time is limited because mm-hmm. he has to see other people. So. The first question that I would like people to ask is, what is my main problem? And then if the doctor says, well, you need to lose weight Uh because that main problem is leading to diabetes and all this other stuff. Okay, it's question number two. Why do I need to do that? And then they can go into explaining, well, the reason that you need to do that because the risk of it and the benefits of doing this Would be beneficial to your health or be detrimental to your health Uh and then the third and final question is what do i need to do about it so that's all those three questions lead up to what the plan of care is going to be for that main problem and then let's conquer this main problem with some time because it's not going to be overnight then that main problem may fix the other problems or it may be able to go to the next problem after you got this one Uh, under control or maybe a combination of things. But those three questions, what is my main problem? Why do I need to do that with what you just prescribed? And how do I how do I do that? What do I need to do about it? Because that second question, after you've given the risk and the benefits, you get to decide what you avenue you want to go. Because you are in control of your health care.
0: Right. Right. So where can they find these three questions?
1: They can either contact me. I do have a newsletter that I send out bi-monthly with different articles and tips and things about navigating your healthcare journey, being in control of that. You can reach me at Deidra, D-E-I-D-R-A, at yournurseadvocates.com, and then I can get you signed up for my newsletter. Or you can go to my website at www.yournurseadvocates.com and fill out the contact me form. HIPAA compliant, very important. so. So, if there was
0: one thing you wanted our listeners to hear from this interview
1: with you today, what would it be? That you can be in charge of your medical journey. By building that team that either a professional private advocate or someone in your family or a friend, get a buddy system. That is so important. I tell people all the time, it's about the decisions that we make for ourselves after we're educated properly on those decisions. So you can make in charge and empowered and in charge of your medical journey.
0: Now, before I end my interview, I always like to ask uh, my experts one fun question. So, Deidre, if you were stranded on a desert island and all of your human needs were met, and you could take two things with you, what would you take and why? Oh, wow. Let's
1: see. Okay, all my other needs are met. Yep. All your human needs are met. Hmm. Let's see. Denzel Washington and Matthew McConaughey.
0: (laughs) You are gonna have a lot of fun on that island. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've never had any hat. That was a dangerous question to ask me. (laughs)
0: so much for being a part of the ask an expert podcast thank you christy you guys have an amazing day and thank you for listening to the sometime spouse ask an expert podcast with deidre kindred today with your nurse advocates